0: Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CMF Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info.
1: Hey, everybody. Another episode of Let's Cover That with Will Sullivan and my co-host.
0: Antonina Agruza. And today we have with us the Chief Growth Officer at AI Health, Kyle Swartz. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having me. Look forward to the conversation.
0: Same here. So Kyle, tell us a little bit about your background in healthcare and what brought you to AI Health.
2: Yeah, thanks. So I've had the good fortune over the last 15 plus years to work alongside some pretty amazing humans in the healthcare technology, medical coding, and consulting spaces um, on both the provider and and payer side of the house, which has really given me kind of good visibility into some of the efficiencies or inefficiencies in, in healthcare. And I think we still have a long way to go. Um, my career has kind of taken me down a technology path, a consulting path. I was a partner in a, a consulting firm for a number of years. Uh, and prior to joining AI Health, I was with Curation Health, which is in the risk adjustment uh, and quality space. And I think the other thing that that's kind of important is not just having a seat inside the four walls of a healthcare organization or uh, a, a health tech business. It's also d- diversifying your experience and being on board. So I've had the fortune of, of being on the Maryland Hims board of directors for a number of years, working alongside technologists, operators, entrepreneurs, looking at healthcare from a multitude of lenses. And it's been really refreshing and humbling to be able to sit next to a CIO that's been leading a massive implementation or an entrepreneur that just successfully exited a company after being able to solve some of the the major issues in remote patient monitoring or medical coding. And then uh, just actually was was asked to join AN Health Solutions, which is a subsidiary of Providence St. Joe's Health System, uh, where they're uh, providing services to health plans. And so we need to look at uh, everything we're doing today, not just primarily through the patient lens, but from the provider lens, as well as uh, health plans and that collaboration or the lack of collaboration that's happening so we can close some of those gaps uh, fundamentally fundamentally um, the I started at AIH about uh, 45 days ago, so I'm I'm relatively new and fresh uh, But the good news is that I've had the opportunity in a previous life to work with our investors and board uh, And over the last 18 months we've spent a lot of time creating our digitally enabled coding product to support uh, automating medical coding so that we can bring the joy back to provider care bring the joy back to medical coding uh, and bring a better quality in documentation to to our patients and so we're set out on a journey to really leverage ai and machine learning to support organizations in that mission and my responsibilities here are to oversee growth marketing and our strategic partnerships and we've got a really great uh, technology team that's both uh, domestic and offshore and we're building some pretty cool innovative capabilities to support uh, automating the medical coding space. Yeah, so can, can you give
1: us Kyle just like an overview
2: of you know AI
1: health and you know what what's that uh, I guess user journey that you guys are kind of bringing to the fold you know from you're going from provider making their life a heck of a lot easier, all the way up to medical coders and, and kind of getting the billing, kind of taking care of through machine learning and AI. Yeah. So what what's the general rundown about that for everybody?
2: Well, I think what we've seen as a leadership team and investors and founders at AI Health is just there's still continued inefficiency across the board. And how do we take and eliminate or reduce the menial tasks that humans have to do on a regular basis and allow... AI and machine learning and other contemporary technologies to serve as a partner to humans who, candidly, there's a labor shortage. There's not uh, droves of medical coders signing up. Uh, They're maturing out seeking retirement. So we have to figure out how to automate this. And um, that is really what we're set out to do. And so what we're doing is we're taking those years of experience and saying, let's just focus on one task, medical coding, not trying to boil the ocean, not doing prior off, not doing customer service, not trying to say, well, what Mr. Customer would you like for us to solve today? We know what needs to be fixed and that's automating medical coding. And so, uh, the current state is, is not ideal. Computer assisted coding still requires hundred percent human review, uh, data management and stewardship is really much to be desired. And a lot of these things, while uh, menial tasks, they're air-prone. And so how can we pair uh, a human with the, the latest and greatest technology to deal with the labor shortages and the inefficiencies? So that's, that's our DNA. And, and again, years of experience, being able to bring that forward has said, let's not just focus on everything. Let's focus on how we can be uh, the best at automating medical coding for a specialty or multiple specialties, whether inpatient, uh, or outpatient. And this is actually refreshing for many of the CFOs, the VPs of revenue cycle and medical coding to hear that we're singularly focused on solving a very specific but important problem as they look at what does it look like the next two to three to five years with their staffing size and structure, as well as growth plans, either organically uh, or via acquisition. so we're 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 heads down on trying to figure out, and designing technology to do that and keeping kind of the the quadruple aim of healthcare in mind along the way and really trying to bring the joy back to medicine
1: yeah i I love the you know especially the joy aspect of what you're talking about and you know because anybody that you know our company included you create this nice digital framework for the client side but nobody's really thinking about the internal side of you know there's a different painful process operationally with a CRM that people normally don't see on the client side. But I I did want to just add one more question. What's the Delta you see outside of the improvements and uh, removing error proneness, what's the Delta that you see these organizations, these providers get outside of the joy, uh, you know, removing errors clearly like helping facilitate, you know, scalability without the headcount shortage issues on medical coding. Um, but is there what other substantive delta do you see from before and after utilizing AI health?
2: Yeah, and and you know, again, the the lack of automation wastes talent and time. And in the competitive market, retention is key. And so as I as I said, there's probably twenty to thirty percent Uh, vacancies within revenue cycle management departments today. So how do you do all of that work, right? How do you get paid? And as we know with COVID health systems and physician enterprises are still a bit underwater uh, because of the lack of care that was received and even with some of the government funding. So what we're seeing is a collaboration between a human and tech to reduce some of the um, menial tasks that a human has to do every day. Allowing them to focus on the more complex cases. So, reallocating that work and reimagining their process. The second would be FTE allocation. If you're short staffed for coders, you're not going to find four coders. Or if you do find four coders, you're going to have to go out uh, to the consulting market and you're already kind of getting crushed uh, from a cost to collect perspective. And then the others are can we decrease denials? And we are decreasing denials across the board because. We're making sure that the right documentation, the right codes are supported so that when it gets to the payer, it's not denied. And we all know how much denials cost to rework, both from a time and and cost perspective. Um, And as I said before, we're not seeing an influx of net new medical coders. And so this is a prime opportunity for us, again, to reimagine the process and bring the right individuals to bear. And we should look at efficiencies in operations, we should see uh, better accuracy of medical coding and we should see some cost containment exercises across the board. And I would even argue that with the right documentation and coding, there's a direct correlation to clinical quality and outcomes. Incorrect and inaccurate coding results in the incorrect and inaccurate treatment plan for a patient that has multiple chronic conditions, for example, or a patient that has an orthopedic procedure with complications, we need to make sure that we're documenting and coding appropriately. So we look at this as an efficiency opportunity, an accuracy opportunity, a cost of, uh, effectiveness opportunity, but also a quality opportunity too. And I think that that's, uh, that's really important.
0: So Kyle, you mentioned that you're relatively new to the AI Health team. Can you tell us a little bit about what you see the evolution of the company being and what's next for the platform?
2: Yeah, thanks. So we, um, you know, the platform is live and operational. We've got uh, a a current client up and running. We're in the process right now of identifying uh, three or four additional early partners. And for those that are listening, they've they've likely been on an entrepreneurial path. You you do need to find some of those early adopters for your alpha beta sites who are going to be good strategic partners. Understand the evolution, and so that's where we're at in our journey. And and I'll tell you guys, I've been absolutely humbled by the market interest to be an early adopter with AI Health and I think that speaks volumes to the credibility of our board, the credibility of our team and the fact that we're not trying to boil the ocean. We're thinking big but we're starting small and being laser focused uh, in a single area. I think over time we'll start to develop uh, more auditing capabilities. I think we'll get into multiple specialties. Uh, And I also think that um, there's an opportunity maybe to get into HCC coding, which is huge in the value-based care space, but highly complex uh, and a lot of compliance wrapped around it. So over the next uh, number of months here, we're gonna be deploying and optimizing and engaging new partners. And uh, at the same time, building out the team. I mean, you're only as good as the, the folks that are in the game with you or on the bench in support roles. And so we're excited about bringing on some additional professionals on the implementation the coding and the engineering side uh, of the house so in the next six months or so there'll be a little bit different story and probably a little bit more data behind how many FTEs we were able to to reduce or reallocate uh, how many codes were autonomously coded uh, and some of the other key revenue cycle metrics but yeah certainly looking forward to the next six months and we've got a lot of work to do like any uh, early stage organization.
1: Is there, Kyle, is there a specific niche that you, your team is looking at specifically on the growth? You know, is it primary care? Or is it, you know, ambulatory surgery center? Is it, you know, what, what does that look like start? And as, as you mentioned, kind of expanding out into different specialties?
2: Yeah, great question. So we, uh, our initial focus is largely going to be on the outpatient side of the business where there's a lot of transactions that require human touches, a lot of physician-directed coding, and so how can we help automate those processes? We'll move into, you know, ambulatory surgery centers. If you think about uh, a lot of the uh, high-cost outpatient procedures, knees, hips, gastro, uh, ophthalmology, those that uh, are areas in which we think that there's significant value in ROI, and then Horizontally, we'll start to think about where do we go next, right? But I think what we've found from the market and the feedback is that we are kind of laser focused in a certain area. And unlike other startups, we're okay to say now's not the time. We're not quite ready. And I think that's also refreshing for organizations that we've seen in the news that are trying to take on way too much. Uh, and as a result, they're not delivering on those relationships that we at AI Health hold so dear to our heart. And so, how do we focus on? creating tons of value with three or four customers in the immediate term, and then learn from that because AI and ML does not learn overnight. It's a continuous learning exercise. And so if we think that we've got everything figured out, uh, we're gonna automate 100% of the medical codes, uh, everyone's foolish, that's not gonna happen. And we're still going to need humans, medical coders, experienced staff to partner with us. Our job is really just to make them more efficient and make them really enjoy what they're doing, not having to, to be doing the remedial menial tasks of the day. And so we're really excited about how the product and, and team's gonna evolve to that.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure it's super refreshing for providers to hear that we're not trying to eliminate jobs, you're trying to automate someone's job and just make their day easier and more efficient. So that's really awesome what you're doing. Is there anything else that you would love for our listeners to know about AI health?
2: Um, you know, I I just think in general to quote John Halanka, who is leading some of the Mayo Clinic innovation efforts and just around AI and ML, it's a, it's a relatively immature space and a lot of people are trying to understand it and digest it. And so when you're looking at uh, strategic partners, make sure they get it. You know, there's some education that they'll need to provide. There's some trust that will need to be instilled. And, uh, as Mr. Halanka said, it's math, not magic. And so it does need to be fine-tuned over time. And so it's a continuous learning exercise, but we at AI Health, uh, AI Health have have a great team and excited about what the next six to 12 months will bring. And if you guys are interested, check out our website. Um, but we, uh, we appreciate the opportunity to speak with you guys and your customers today.
1: Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much, Kyle, for hopping on. You Thank
2: you. Thank you.